So I want to talk a little bit about, I guess, uh, the housing market in macroeconomics. I think it's just kind of interesting, the sort of political nature of how things um, play out with it. In the sense that, um, you know, the the Federal Reserve, as far as I know, and I'm, you know, I'm 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 a armchair theorist in, in sort of understanding you know, um, monetary policy and all that kind of stuff. It's been, it, it took some in terms of understanding of what it is, um, and how it all works, but I wouldn't say that I'm a particular expert in it. There's far better people than me. Um, but I just find it interesting in how, um, how closely, how much um, control the Federal Reserve has over the economy um, in terms of what's going on with it. I, I was a little skeptical, um, but, you know, given what we've seen in the last few years in terms of what they are able to do of driving up, um, you know, driving up the, the amount of cash that's in the economy and creating just, just like craziness in terms of how, um, free flowing the cash was and how everybody thought that they were rich. Um, and then, you know, in the last month or two where it's been easing, um, the amount of cash that's in the, in the economy, how much it's like driven the pattern of, you know, uh, whether it's the stock markets or all the sort of cryptocurrencies or even just people's sort of fears and anxieties and all those kind of things. It's just very interesting. And what I find very interesting is even though they're, they're supposed to be independent, right? Like I don't think the previous private president understood that. But um, in general, they're supposed to operate in very independent from any of the sort of presidential office, as far as I know. Um, you know, maybe they do have discussions behind closed doors, but I don't think that that's the way it's supposed to work out. They're supposed to be pretty independent. But, um, you know, what's interesting is how much that the, the president gets blamed um, for economic actions that are occurring in the economy that have that are fairly independent of what they do. Now, they were operating, so they, they've had a number of spending bills in the last little bit that have gone through that actually, at the time, were pretty good policy, but I think, like, in terms of implementation, they just take so long to implement these things that they're almost out of sync of when they should be implemented. So then they're, um, over, you know, somewhat overspending and what's happening. So I think that there has been good in general, um, you know, everybody in terms of a, keeping the economy from imploding in and of itself during the pandemic, um, which is quite possible. And, and very likely at the time. I think they, they did um, did everything that they needed to do, right? Like they, they sort of smoothed the economy. Um, the, but here's the thing what happened. I am I'm very, um, I, I, I 
you know, I, I, I really strongly think that this has happened, but, you know, how do we know this? I don't know. Um, I think all of the central banks across uh, most of the world overestimated the severity of the economic impact of, of the pandemic. Um, we were expecting a, a ton more deaths, even more than what we have, um, and a lot of economic impact. Um, but what ended up happening was the economic impact maybe wasn't as severe, at least in the short term. And so what ended up happening is that we just have too, we had way too much money in the economy. And it was because of the, I think, honestly, I think it was the coordinated effort, which were kind of not coordinated, but kind of coordinated across the world that drove this sort of exuberance that's happening, irrational exuberance that's happening right now, or that has happened. I think it's slowing down at this moment where people just thought there was free money everywhere and it's going nuts. Um, and now as we're pulling back um, and the economy is slowing down somewhat to a more reasonable pace, you know, people are freaking out over it, obviously, because it, it's not growing like it was, right? But then they tend to blame the politicians, which operate fairly independently um, from what is going on in the central banks um, and what's happening in the economy. So I just find that interesting and how we default to something that's observable and there's this like underlying force that, you know, the, the economists are very well aware of this, um, from what I understand. And, you know, like they understand all this kind of stuff happens, but the rest of the world does not understand all of this stuff happens, does not understand that there is a, a, um, a, a weak link between the sort of political powers and what's happening in the central banks. And it was designed that way, um, even though that, you know, that there, there might be some, some discussions and stuff behind closed doors, I'm pretty sure that they're supposed to operate um, fairly independently. And the reason is, is, is that they're supposed to be counterbalancing forces where they, um, you know, that, that if one of them overreacts and the other one is sort of there, just like what, I forget what they call it, the, um, the, um, I can't remember what they call it in, in terms of the political speak, but, um, you know, it's just to smooth everything out in case there's, like, one that's crazy. You want to, like, have somebody else that's, like, calming it down in another way, right? And it's that, that independent that is actually supposed to be making it function pretty well. And, and to be honest, during the pandemic, I actually think that that was the only saving force that was... Um, that, that was, you know, operating in a smooth and, and sort of rational fashion. Yeah, so I just find it absolutely interesting that this happens when that they are independent forces, um, that there is a, you know, the political discussion really in, in sort of the, the common discussion about, you know, the, the inflations being caused by... Um, you know, the presidential office and the presidential actions and, and you know, the, the down 
downward stuff um, of the, and the economy is being pl- blamed on it. I just find it ridiculous. Um, and it's just painful to listen to any of this kind of stuff. Because it's so, in, from what I understand, um, it's so detached um, from what is actually going on. And it's just political speak. Um, and, you know, it always plays out, from what I understand, this is like a common theme um, in that there is little, like, the sort of misattribution of what is actually going on is super common with all of this stuff, and you just have to, like, simply shake your head and just be like, all right, (laughs) that's weird that that happens, Um, and then you just gotta, like, go on your day at, at the end of the day, so... I think, I mean, it's just a commentary, just, I, I think the sort of what's going on right now is that there's a lot of political speak by, um, certain, certain groups that are, um, you know, blaming the, the president for all the things that are going on in the economy, and it's absolutely false, um, that there, there is very little cause and effect there, um, you know, from what I understand, but maybe I am, uh, you know, missing something, but, um, I doubt it, that there's just very little, um, cause and effect, and you really have to think about, um, what is truly going on, and, and what's going on. I think, honestly, um, in my personal view, while there is, so the actions of the presidential office um, is more of a calming effect or somebody that is sort of talking about, um, you know, smoothing over a lot of sort of things um, if it's done well. Like, a, and they should be fairly invisible um, if it's done well and, and people are not sort of, um, you know, the, the, the presidential actions are not in the news every day and it should be just like okay whatever um and and i think that that's that's in general what we're aiming for and people forget about this and i've talked about this before is across the board to get organizations to work well and economies to work well it's not about you know creating this sort of crazy drive and boom booming sort of thing that's not what it's about it's a calming action right organizations function well when things are calm and really certain um and then we can make decisions from there it's a heck of a lot easier if things are calm and we know what's going on um so i think we need to be very well aware of that that um, calming actions consistency that's what drives growth that boringness is what drives repeated growth. Um, it's nothing else. And the more uncertain, the more sort of crazy things get, um, the, 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 the less that people are willing to buy and do things. Because it's just like, it's like, um, okay, let's say you have two siblings, right? One is pretty calm and just pretty level-headed. And the other one is, um, you know, just a firecracker. Right? Like you talk to them um, one day, everything's fine. The next day, it's just like exploding all the time. 
um, and you're like, I don't know what I did. So you naturally gravitate towards the, the calm sibling that that is going to like, um, you know, just calm you down. It's like any circumstance. It's always going to be like this, right? You're going to na- na- navigate towards a sort of calm um, person that sort of calms things down if you're to do a deal or do any sort of business or anything like that. Now, if you want to have a lot of fun and all that kind of stuff, maybe the firecracker is a, a hoot. But uh, generally, you want that consistency. And then they're going to be the ones that people are going to be like, well, that person's level-headed. Um, we should go with that person. So just remember that. That consistency, it's the way to do it. All right. Take care. And have a wonderful day. Bye.